Good evening. My name is Ron Paulson. And in honor of Father's Day, Father Trout asked if I'd be willing to give a reflection about what, fa- what being a father means to me. And who can possibly so- say no to Father Trout? Not me. So here it goes. My journey to becoming a father began over 40 years ago in high school, when I fell hard for the most beautiful girl and the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in the 10th grade. Really, I leveled up. A decade later, right here on this very altar, she would become my wife. And because of her love, her patience, her unselfishness, her motherhood, and by the grace of God, I have the greatest title in the world, that of father. Now, I cannot properly talk about fatherhood without first talking a bit about my father. His early life was that easy. He was born into an unstable home with alcoholic parents and all that comes with that disease. So it was no surprise that when at the age of 17, he lied about his age and enlisted into the military. After surviving the front lines in the Korean War, he came home, fell in love with my mother, and had five children. He found a job and subsequent career with the newly created Gurney Police Department. My siblings and I did not have much in the way of money or material possessions growing up. My mother and father provided us with unconditional love and instilled in us a faith in God that we carry with us to this day. In the Gospel this evening, John says, He will take from what is mine and declare it to you. I have no doubt that what my father gave us was the foundation for our faith to build on a foundation that remains at the center of my family today and continues to grow and be tested time and time again. In 1993, a father becomes ill. The doctor, doctor puts us in a little consultation room where you go sit and probably get the bad news, and we get the diagnosis. Your father has cancer. Understandably, our lives changed. And when he passed away at the young age of 56, just months after that diagnosis, we were devastated and had so many questions, but few answers came back. Why would God take our father, someone who had done so much for so many? In today's gospel, Jesus says to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. I was angry at God and hurt, but I clearly remember like it was yesterday, riding in the funeral procession that stretched for more than a mile long, looking up and seeing all the police officers standing at salute at each and every intersection between Immaculate Conception Church in Waukegan all the way to Ascension Cemetery in Libertyville, all the way. I was so proud and humbled, and I prayed to God I prayed to God that I would be able to carry on his name and have an impact on the lives of others the way he did. Fast forward 11 months to when our oldest son was born. That one right there. (laughs) I quickly realized I would need other father figures in my life to lean on, to ask questions, to learn from, and to deal with life's, life's many ups and downs, as my dad just always tell us. And those ups and downs would and continue to come my way. Now, each of us 
can look back and remember those who made an impact on us, those who taught us about life, about hard work, about religion, who told us stories, who listened, who counseled, mentored, all with the goal of preparing you for what life has in store. For me, it began with those closest to me, my brother and my best friend Steve, my father-in-law Rich, and so many others who helped me along the way to fill such a big void in my life. For my boys, it has been all the teachers and faculty at St. Joe's schools, all the priests and deacons, and there have been many, coaches at St. Joe's, Carmel Catholic, the seminarians and the priests we have met and mentored, neighbors and family friends, many of whom are here tonight. All have played a significant role and continue to do so to this day. There's a scripture reading that we pray and reflect on often, and I'm sure you know it. It's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. For I know the plans I have for you. Just 11 months after the death of my father, my son RJ is born, who's named after, after my dad. The, the birth of a child is nothing short of a miracle, a feeling of overwhelming love, and our life immediately changed. Craig was born less than 16 months later, and a few years after that, Jonathan arrived and made our family complete. Now, there are lots of books on parenting. I think we bought most of them, like probably most of you, because what do you do? You hear dozens of opinions and advice from others, solicited or not, on what to do when they are sick. When one of them is hooked up on IVs and the constant sound of beeping monitors, and when they are only three months old, there's no book on that. And when you pray for that miracle to save them, when they are scared and you are scared, when they have lost their way, when they are crying or acting up in church, yeah, we've had that happen. Our experiences, there are no books on how to be a perfect parent. Every child is different. You learn on the fly, you do your very best, and by keeping faith, hope, and love as your guide, you're gonna be okay. Here are some of the things that we've learned along the way. To share our faith and, faith and belief in God. To love them unconditionally, yes. To support them, respect them, guide them. Pray with them often, please. Yes, and apologize when we make mistakes because we will, we are human after all, right? One concept that we taught our boys early on is that of number 12. Let me explain. Years ago, in one of my roles at Granger, I used to travel around the country and speak quite often. Probably couldn't tell that from tonight, though. <laughs> on my last day before and moving on to a corporate role, my team presented me with a list of 35 what they called RPisms or leadership quotes. These are single-line phrases that I use to motivate, to encourage, and inspire our team members to be the very best they could be. One that I spoke often with the boys is number 12 on that list of 35, and it goes something like this. You are always on stage. Does not matter your role, who you are, where you are, People are always watching. 
It is doing the right thing even when no one is looking. Because frankly, in this day and age, with cell phone cameras and video, <laughs> somebody probably is. For my boys, it means having prayerful hands while altar serving, <laughs> dressing appropriately, speaking with parishioners when ushering, looking people in the eye when listening or speaking to them, having a smile on their face, treat both winning and losing with the same grace, a firm handshake. And when you have a chance, please be someone's miracle and so much more. Now they embrace number 12 and can have shared many examples of how it has made them think about situations in their own life and help them along the way time and time again. Finally, oh my gosh, I'd like to say to my boys, R.J. Craig and Jonathan, who's watching this online from California where he's on a summer internship, you guys, I love you with every ounce of my being. And thank you for the blessing of being your father and the tremendous pride you make me feel each and every day of my life. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, the stepfathers, the grandfathers out there, all the father figures. Got to say the mothers, we're nothing without you. <laughs> and the fathers who have gone to the resting place to be with the Lord, I know in my heart they are looking down on us. God's blessing to each and every one of you. Thank you.